0: This podcast contains spoilers for the Kingkiller Chronicle, including The Name of the Wind and The Wise Man's Fear by Patrick Rothfuss, so if you have not read those, please pause this and read them, and then come back and chat with me about it. And as a disclaimer, I am not in any way affiliated with Mr. Rothfuss or his publisher, Daw Books. Someone's host has been recording entirely the right sort of podcast, and that host is me. Welcome back. My name is RJ, which stands for mm, Rilar Junpui. You can uh, decide for yourself if that's a lie or not. And welcome back to the podcast. I'm happy to be here. It is a rainy Sunday where I am, and I hope the weather is a little nicer where you are and that you and your loved ones are happy and healthy. Let's get into it. I'll do a little housekeeping at the end of the episode so as not to put off what I'm sure you've been anxiously waiting for, and that is my latest character profile and study about a Kingkiller Chronicle female character, because I'm starting with the women, and here we go. My podcast last week was about Fella, so I think since she and Mola share some scenes together, particularly in the second book, I thought it would be a good segue into this week. So I start every podcast, as you might know, with seven things we know about each character. So what do we know about Mola? She used to be a scriv, number one, before Master Arwell stole her away to the Medica. Number two... Logically following, Mola works in the Medica and thus is a dedicated student. Sim says in Name of the Wind that it takes quite a few terms to progress through the rankings from Elir to Rilar to Eltha. Number three, Mola is Eltha level at the time of Name of the Wind, so we know she knows her stuff. Not sure how old she is, but we can assume maybe uh, early to mid-20s. Number four, Mola is a strong arcanist, as evidenced by Kvoth leaving her in charge of the fire during the plot to burn Ambrose's rooms at the Golden Pony before Davy shows up. Number five, as with Fella, Mola knew Davy before the latter was expelled, again tying to the idea that she's been here a while. Number six, Mola is ostensibly good people. As Quoth trusts her to check Ari out for any damage after the fire in the fishery, and Ari allows her to do that. Number seven, we don't know where Mola is from. She's not described as having an accent. She has blonde hair and green eyes, and described as having pale skin and pale lips which doesn't really tell us anything. Perhaps she's from the Commonwealth, perhaps she's a Tauran, but we don't really get a whole ton of information about Mola, but I still like her. I think she's pretty cool, and I hope you will enjoy this podcast as I get ready to dive into some theories. Now, I think it took me a few rereads before I learned to fully appreciate Mola's character and kind of set her apart from just the overall plot, well, overall background of the story. It does at first seem a little bit like Mola's just inserted in the story to give Quoth an in at the medica who keeps his injuries private and takes care of him. I do wish we spent a little more time there learning about the medicine in Temerant and what Quoth learns during his observation shifts and maybe spend more scenes with Mola because I do like her. She's smart, she doesn't take any shit, and she's willing to take decisive action at a couple points in the books, probably all coming from her training as a physicist. And one thing about Mola I also appreciate is that her character development is pretty free of comment about any of her beauty or how she looks or any kind of pining over her except in the first book when Sim asks her out. However. Dear listeners, there is still pining to be found because allow me to say. After I saw Mola's illustration on the name of the wind card deck, she absolutely cemented her place in my heart as my king color crush. So thank you, Echo Chernik, for that. Beautiful, beautiful card deck. I believe you can find it on World Builders if you don't have them. Now, If you've listened to my episode on Vachette, you know I would like to play Vachette in whatever live-action version of this we might get, please also put me on record for throwing my hat into the ring for Mola. My only argument for that is that I think she's cool and that I also have green eyes. (laughs) That's it. I think that makes me the perfect candidate. And who wouldn't look good in those dark physikers robes? I might. Dye my hair blonde, please, and cut it all off. Please let me be Mola, somebody please pay me. Okay, enough about my ego for now. Let's talk about some key scenes with our buddy Mola. Obviously, as I alluded to, she patches Quoth up several times and she agrees to keep a secret when he falls off the roof at the Golden Pony, trying to find where Ambrose has hid dead on ring. Mola checks Arya out for damage after the fire in the fishery, and of course, she is one of the trusted few in on the plan to destroy the moment in Ambrose's rooms. And she's the one who brings Davy and Cloth back together. So she's key to some very important scenes. Now, I'm a little curious about her friendship with Davy. Because it sort of implied that Mullen knew where Davy lived. Or at least was able to easily find her within 24 hours of figuring out Cloth and Davy had a disagreement. And Davy trusted Mola's opinion enough to come help with the plot against Ambrose. I don't think we know much about what Mola studies other than medicine, so it's possible she just got to know Davy well in the muse, because it is mentioned that all female students have to live there. We know Master Arwell requires a long period of study for his medica students, so Mola has at least been at the university for several years. Now, knowing this, it's interesting to me That she doesn't seem to recognize Ari, and Ari doesn't seem to recognize her. The two would have bunked together if they were at the university at the same time, right? So, did Ari arrive and also depart before Mola did? Is it possible they did know each other, but didn't recognize each other because it was dark? Maybe they did, but decided to keep things quiet. So I would also theorize that Ari, who studied alchemy, would know Davy since it hasn't been much time since Davy was expelled, and Ari is supposed to be fairly young. This brings me to a little speculation, and I can't take credit for this one. Two independent Redditors, one named Dank Itchens and one named Blood Chicken, theorize that Mola will either inadvertently or purposefully tell Davy about Quoth's friend who lives in the Underthing. This, of course, may lead Davy to figure out how Quoth got into the archive secretly, because remember, he does mention to her that giving up his way in would involve a friend. This might lead to a conflict between Davy and Ori, and Quoth might be involved as well. Of course, we will discuss a lot more about Davy and Ori in upcoming pods, but I found that uh, a good theory especially because we know disaster is sitting out there fermenting, fomenting, waiting to happen. So, Chan Van Eden Coat. Now, if you've been listening to the podcast, you know that I don't really have any um, segments or any regular things that I do, other than the seven things we know about the character at the beginning Um, which I enjoy doing because it gets me back into the books and onto the wiki, which if you're listening to this and you're a contributor to the wiki, thank you very much. But maybe I will start a new segment and call it Secret Amir slash Secret Chandrian, can be and or. I'm bringing this up with Mola because there aren't many theories about her other than that, maybe she leads Davey to Ari, which I think very possibly could happen. Now, if you're on the King Killer subreddit at all, like I am, you know the user Open Source Space because he or she posts a lot of very interesting theories that don't always hold weight when you poke holes in them. And, um,. However, I will give this person credit because, again, it's been nine years since the last book, so there's a lot to think about. And with Cathay's comment that the Chandrian are pretty good at hiding their telltale signs, there has been discussion about people Kvothe knows who very well could be the Chandrian. Now, this theory is called Mola Did It. And please excuse podcat Bast, who you might have just heard purring around the microphone because he wants to know what I'm doing. Yeah, I do have a cat called Bastus. He is very much like the Bast from the books. Anyway, I'm talking about Mola theories. Bast, get off my lap. Thank you. Now this theory by Open Source Space is that Mola, and not Ambrose, is the one who tries to kill Kvoth in Wise Man's Fear with the moment. Right away, I don't think this is true because there's really no evidence for why Mola would do it and all the evidence for why Ambrose could do it, even though Quoth isn't 100% sure that he leaves blood on the roofing tiles when he slips off the Golden Pony. This theory posits that Mola and Davy are lovers and that Mola had access to Quoth's blood when he fainted from the heat stroke so those are a couple loose ties i don't really think mola did it at all and or the davy did it as a matter of fact i maybe am too trusting but i think we can trust both mola and davy like i said excuse me there's not really any evidence mola would do anything um, unless as this user posits her and Davy are lovers, and she's jealous that Mola or that Davy asked Quoth to maybe sleep with her in exchange for access to the archives. We could get more into that in the Davy section of this podcast, which will be coming in a few weeks. Now, something this user gets into comes from the idea that Quoth knows every Chandrian; he's just not sure of it yet, and. The Chandrian that this person brings up is Usnea, who we learn from the ADEM song, Lives in Nothing But Decay. I think if we're going to go by the secret Chandrian theories that everyone's a Chandrian, um, Mola or Devi would be the candidates for this. Um, Mola, of course, because she works in the Medica and is probably around all sorts of decaying bodies and would be able to pretty easily hide her signs just from the fact that she works in the Medica. We know she's a powerful arcanist. Um, I think if anyone is this Usnea, it is Davy because she also lives in decay above the butcher shop and tries to hide the sign of that with all of her... Smell good items that she's burning. All this to say, I don't think this theory is true, but hopefully, maybe it broadened your minds a little bit. And if not, the segment is over, so you don't have to listen to the theory anymore. Now, the idea that Mola and Davy are a couple is interesting. It would explain, um, Maybe a little better how Mola found Davy so quickly, how she knew where she was. Although it's it's quite possible that since they were friends and I think roommates before Davy was expelled, um, Mola, being a longtime student and a woman about town, knows where Davy lives. And it probably isn't too hard to find information about her since she seems to be a well-known gaylet. The idea that they are lovers is interesting to me. Um, there isn't really any evidence for any of that other than that they know each other. And Davey makes a comment that both men and women have a hard time keeping their bearings around her. This brings me <laughs> to the topic of LGBT representation in the Kingkiller Chronicle. If you're saying what LGBT representation, well, that's because there really isn't any other than the... Um, confirmation that Diak and Stanchion own the Aeolian together, which is kind of presented as an aside. There is one, um, there's one character who makes Isaac Quoth when he's with two young women right before this quote unquote ambisextrous conversation. I guess I appreciate that the two. Owners of a well-known and well-respected bar are together, but uh, it's it's a, a drop. It's just like a drop in the bucket. It doesn't really give us much, and I don't know if Pat is just trying to include LGBT characters, you know, in his landscape to kind of say yes, queer people are everywhere in Tamarant, It's no big deal. Or if he's trying to check off a box on the representation list, um, which I may say, the representation seems to be mostly white, heterosexual people, mostly, which I think is pretty typical for fantasy. but. I just wish there was a little more and that is my queer soapbox that I guess I always want more queer characters. I don't want them to be, um, kind of shoehorned in as a, again, a check mark on the LGBT representation scorecard or what have you, the diversity scorecard rather, but maybe Davey, Diak and Stanchion, and that's pretty much it, unless you want to start pulling out theories such as Mola and Davy are together. And that has been a segment no one asked for, but I hope that we enjoy. Always, always, please, more LGBT representation. Make it good. Queer people are everywhere. They're serving you drinks at the Aeolian, and quite possibly they're lending you money for a few drops of your blood. And of course, at the end of Wise Man's Fear, Mola is one of the dun-dun-dun seven people that accompany Cloth on a fancy night out on the town. Mm -hmm. To wrap up, I like Mola a lot. I think that it is very interesting that her and Ari don't recognize each other, um, or at least appear not to recognize each other, as they probably would have been together at the same time. I would dearly love more Mola and more Medica in the third book. I think she's an interesting character. I appreciate that she's pretty no-nonsense and doesn't really put up with any of the guff or any of the lies Cloth tells her, and she's kind of an important tool in his friend arsenal. So go Mola. I really appreciate you. That's about it for this week's podcast. I want to get into a little housekeeping. I can now be found on Apple Podcasts, so if you have that, you can go ahead and subscribe and download. I'm also on Anchor and on Spotify, and I might be somewhere else, so if you are looking for a new platform, you can try one of those. I had my first review on Apple Podcasts, which I really appreciate. I don't think the user wrote anything but they gave me five stars, which I really appreciate them thinking I deserve five stars. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm hoping this podcast keeps getting better and better. Another little note. I'm also now on Facebook. If you want to like the Facebook page, I will probably post theories and interesting facts and all my episodes. So you can find me both on Facebook and on Twitter at ETRSOP, which stands for entirely the right sort of podcast. You can write me, um, etrsop at gmail.com. If you get an email back from me, it will be from Natalia Lackless, because I thought that was fun to put as my name. We will have some exciting guests coming up to talk to me about Ari, so I hope you look forward to that one. Now, as far as scheduling goes, I know that I haven't really announced any kind of schedule because I'm still trying to figure this whole thing out uh, with my workflow as well as my, um, my graduate assistantship and trying to finish my thesis so I can graduate and begin paying my student loans back. You know what, on second thought, maybe I won't graduate. I'm just going to do this podcast for the rest of my life. Um, so the first two episodes I know I put out on a Sunday, and this one's going on on a Sunday, but there was one in, I think, on a Thursday. I'm going to try to get back to a Sunday schedule. It might not be every Sunday. It might be every other Sunday, so please stay tuned to my social media for info. Um, That being said, I will try to get it done every week. It's just that I'm getting into some characters who I think are going to require some more research and some more discussion. Such as Philorian, Davy, Dena, Ori, Folly, and Sesura, who I'm going to do a pod on because they're referred to as women, and probably Lyra and probably the moon. So those might take me a little longer, and I hope you can be patient because I want to make these podcasts good and worth the audio time that you're taking. I also want to say a big thank you to everyone who's been listening. I have. I believe one listener in Mexico. So gracias por su... Um, dang, I forgot all my Spanish. But muchas gracias to everyone. Danke schön, Vielen Dank. Um, what is it in French? Merci. Merci beaucoup. In Italian... man, I took a semester of Italian too. Now I'm just rambling, folks. So I really hope you find me on Facebook, Twitter, say hello. Send me an email and I'll read it out. This has been Entirely the Right Sort of Podcast. Until next time, may all your stories be glad ones and your roads be smooth and short.